A game the Sabres cannot lose. Sabres After Dark, part two for this week. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Sneaky Joe DiBiase here on today's show. Per usual, at Sneaky Joe Sports to follow me on the socials, uh, at Locked On Sabres for the podcast account. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel where you can watch the show uh, and comment and talk about the different discussions that we have uh, game to game. All right, Sabres and Ducks is what we have for you on Wednesday night. 10 o'clock puck drop. Uh, and that game, of course, MSG, WGR, if you are looking for it, all the all the regulars on that front. No TNT or anything crazy for this one. So we're going to preview this game, look at the standings a little bit, uh, and I have got some thoughts on the Ducks. Their tank uh, this season, and yes, I do believe it is a tank. Uh, so that's coming up here on the Lockdown Sabers podcast. Um, thanks for making us your first listen every day. All right, so the Ducks, the Sabers cannot lose this game, and here's why: the playoff race is still right there, but they are at risk of falling out of it if they continue along this slide. They have now lost four games in a row. And the Ducks are one of, if not the most winnable game remaining on the Sabre schedule. I know there are 30 games left. If I were going to rank the 30 games on how winnable they are, the Ducks game might be number one. Maybe at Columbus at the end of the season, their final game of the year would be number one and the Ducks would be number two. Either way, it would be very near the top of the list. And I know they're on the road, but they are a big favorite in this game. We'll get some of the odds a little bit later when we do sneaky good bets. Um, But this team is horrible. They do not have the goaltending this season with John Gibson. Their blue line is very bad, filled with a lot of former savers. Dmitry Kulikov and Nathan Beaulieu are guys that they rely upon. The forward groups, very top-heavy. Troy Terry's nice. Trevor Zegers is great. Not much after that. Not much after that. So, a minus 88 goal differential for the Ducks. That is the worst in the National Hockey League, even worse than the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, even if the Sabres are still finding their legs, coming back off this break, even with it, they should win this game because that's how bad the Ducks are. If the Sabres brought their C game tonight, they should win this game. So to me, there are no excuses. They're, they have to bank two points uh, for sure. And you know what? I am kind of past judging them based on how they play. That would happen a lot in past years, right? Where the Sabres would lose a game, but, oh, we played the Bruins and they only they lost four to three. They played really well. I might give them a moral victory. In a different way, I'm going to judge the Sabres based on how they play in this Ducks game because – I do want to not just see them win, but if they win in a shootout, yeah, I'll be happy for the two points. I'll still feel like something's off with this team. This is kind of like what the Bills were at the end of the season where we weren't just happy with them winning. We wanted to see them destroy teams, look like a team that is well above the rest. I want to see the Sabres look significantly better than the Ducks. I want to see a multiple goal victory, a 4-5 goal, a uh, 
effort by the Sabres offensively. Win by three or four goals. Blow them out. Because that's what gives fans confidence that the Sabres can make the postseason. Is that they have that elite offensive ability. And that when they play teams like the Ducks, they're not just going to, you know, grind it by and win a close game. They're going to blow them out. That's what they've done to a lot of bad teams uh, this season. They've lost to some bad teams too, which is why I'm not 100% on them winning this game. But I think there is uh, a good amount on the line in this game because the Sabres cannot – the pressure is on them to not lose this game uh, and stick around in the playoff race to look a quick check-in on the hunt. The Sabres did get some help on Tuesday night. The Capitals lost. The Islanders lost. The Panthers lost. The Penguins did win, but I've told you for months now, I think the Capitals are the more vulnerable team in the playoff picture and that the Panthers are even better than Washington. Those are the two teams to watch. Pittsburgh, I'm not saying forget about them, but they are now seven points ahead of the Sabres and Buffalo only has one game in hand. Washington, Sabres are six points back and have four games in hand. The Panthers, they are four points back and have five games in hand. Those are the two teams. If they catch those two two teams, I bet the Sabres make the playoffs. Islanders, Detroit, I I think you can take care of the rest, but you got to catch Washington and Florida. You have to. That that is a minimum. Those are the two teams I'm most worried about catching. But they both lost on Tuesday night, and Alex Ovechkin has taken some time away from the Capitals for a personal matter, and they rely a lot on him, even at 37 years old. So we'll see what the Caps have coming up. But I'm not I'm not optimistic for them. But I am optimistic uh, for them missing, if that makes sense. Some lineup stuff when we come back for Sabers and Ducks. A quick thought on their tank and. Some sneaky good bets coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. We are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the midway point for both the NBA and all-star break for the NHL season, so a little bit past the midway point. But it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line, point scores in the NBA, threes drained in the NBA, anytime goal scores, save prop bets. If you want to bet on Ukapekalukanen to have a certain amount of saves in a game, you can do that. Plus, FanDuel makes even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Jody Biasi back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Okay, lineup stuff quickly for the Sabres and Ducks game. There's not much. We don't know the starting goaltenders for this game. I held out as long as I could, and we don't know about Anderson or Lukanen, and we don't know about Gibson uh, or their backup. So we'll see what happens on the goaltending front. Um, but forward-wise, you know, this Ducks team, again, as I mentioned earlier, they're not bereft with talent. They just they do not. They don't have a lot to go on. The Sabres, line-wise, we'll see. Uh, the At last check, Thompson was playing with Ola, or not Olsen. Thompson was playing on a different line, but he did at the end of um, the Kings game go back between Tuck and Skinner. So I think we're kind of in the unknown on that front. But, you know, we'll see. Because I do wonder if – oh, we do have line combi- – wow, as I'm recording, there's the line combinations. Dylan Cousins skating between J.J. Paterka and Victor Olsen. So a bit of a change there. Thompson with Skinner and Tuck. Okay, top line back together. 
Peyton Krebs at center with Jack Quinn and Casey Middlesat. I like this. We have not seen Peyton Krebs on an offensive line in a long time. He's been playing on that grinder line with Gergensen and Poso for forever. Um, so Middlestat next to Krebs and Quinn. I like it. Tyson Jost between Zemgus Gergensen's and Kyle Poso. Rasmus Asplund exit the lineup. And how about the defensive pairings being switched up? Wow. Granado, first time in a while. Rasmus Dahlin and Henry Yoki Haru on the top pair. Okay. Owen Power and Matias Samuelson with Samuelson playing on the right. Now, this I do not like. Why? Dahlin's back on the left side. Don't like it. He'll be fine. I'm sure he'll be great. I think Dahlin's a better player and is more able to do the things he's good at from the right. Back on the left, I hope this doesn't stick. Uh, Kel Clegg and Ilya Labushkin on the third pair. And Lukanen appears did leave the starter's crease first, so I'm going to go with he's the starter for this game. Uh, the Ducks tank. The Ducks are second last in the NHL, third last in the NHL, 40 points in 54 games. Um, the worst goal differential in hockey, minus 88. They are full-blown tank. They are going for Connor Bedard. And I get it. I, it's tougher to sell a tank as it was eight years ago. The lottery rules are a little bit different. So there's a little bit lower percentage chance that you get the first pick. And, you know, there's not a second guy. And that, and there's no guarantee anymore, right? Like the Sabres in 2014-15, the lottery rules then in the situation that was on hand because there were two generational prospects was a very, very unique circumstance. There was a guarantee on the line, 100%. That does not exist here for the Anaheim Ducks. I mean, I I don't mind their going all the way to the bottom. I don't. They're not as blatant, by the way, as the Sabers once were with their tank. So they're doing it the right way, if you will. Where they're trying, they're not in your face about it. Eleven point five percent chance of the number one overall pick if the if the season ended today. You know, if they get up to first eighteen point five. I'm not saying they shouldn't go for it. Um, they, they, I'm not saying that, that they shouldn't go for Connor Bedard because he's a franchise-altering player. I think this is more of a rebuild, though, than a tank. So when I see people saying the Ducks are tanking, I, I, I guess kind of, yeah, but it's not the same as it was seven years ago. Ducks in their tank. Uh, if they get Bedard, it will it'll propel their rebuild by three years because he's that great a player. The best prospect since Connor McDavid, somewhere in between Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid is what we've heard about him. Um, so look for them to sell off though with the deadline. You know, if the Sabres are going to be looking for spare parts, if they get close enough to the playoff race and they're looking for somebody that can help them for like a fifth or a sixth or a seventh round pick, something dirt cheap, because I can't see them spending much more than that. Um, the Ducks are going to be looking. Kevin Shattenkirk's a UFA. Dmitry Kulikov's a UFA. John Klingberg is a UFA. And the Sabres can eat all of that salary if they really wanted to. I don't love Klingberg, but uh, that's, I guess that's pretty much it. Klingberg is really the big name to, uh, to watch out for. All right, one more time out here, and we'll come back. Sneaky good bets coming up here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Welcome back to the Locked on Sabres podcast. Let's head over to FanDuel Sportsbook for sneaky good bets. Our favorite segment of the day. Especially when we're winning. All right. Sneaky good bet number one. If we look at the odds at FanDuel Sportsbook. My first good bet of the night. Dylan Cousins. Plus 220. Anytime goal score. 
I think Cousins has been getting a lot of chances as of late. I like the line that he's on uh, with J.J. Paterka and Victor Olison. Um, I think Olison's been playing a lot better as of late. Paterka is always going to give you that, that speed on the outside. So line mates, he's fine. And Cousins creates so many chances. Uh, expected goals, he's through the roof. So I'm going Cousins, plus 220 goal score in part because he's the best odds you're going to get. Olsen at plus 198. Skinner plus 148. Tuck plus 136. Thompson plus 102. I would not be betting Tage Thompson right now to score goals at plus 102. Um, Cousins, though, I'm in because those are long shot odds. I feel like all season, you know, the odds makers have not really caught up to Cousins in the likelihood that he scores. My second sneaky good bet of the night. Under seven. Under seven goals for this game. That number got boosted up a little bit. I was finally going to go away from the under. Um... But I'm back on it. I lost last time on month against the uh, LA Kings. I'm back on it for this game against the Anaheim Ducks. Under seven goals. A lot of the money is coming in on the over. I want to fade that. Third sneaky good better of the night. A goal. Let's do a fun one. Goal in the first five minutes. Plus 148. The Sabres score early a lot. And in the last two games, they've allowed early games early in the second period. Uh, so out of the dressing room. You know, it's happened two games in a row. So the combination of the Sabres in the last two games allowing immediate goals out of the locker room and also the Sabres doing it themselves a lot this year. I'm going to go with the goal in the first five minutes at plus 148. All right. Dylan Cousins plus 220 time, anytime goal score, under seven goals and a goal in the first five minutes are my three sneaky good bets of the night. Enjoy Sabres and Ducks. We'll talk to you next time here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast, hopefully after a Sabres win.